Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We go. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to our podcast, uh, Ask a Winnemer Coach. And today, I'm excited because I have Jason uh, Shut with us. Jason, how are you? I'm great, Michael. How are you? I'm well. And for our listeners, Jason, you uh, practice real estate on Mercer Island, correct? No, Bainbridge Island. Oh, oh my gosh! Why did I say Mercer Bainbridge Island? You know, <laughs> we have a lot of we have a lot of islands in the Puget Sound, so we have. <laughs> So uh, give give people the listeners because we have people that may not be from this area. Kind of uh, the geographic location of Bainbridge Island. I, I do know where Bainbridge Island is, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's about eight miles from downtown Seattle. If you've ever seen a um, the flyovers on the football games or Grey's Anatomy, and you see that pretty little white. It's not little. It's a big boat, but that white and green boat that leaves Seattle and heads over. It's about a half hour away. So it's uh, it's like Mayberry over here, but with uh, proximity to a world-class city. Well, and I will also say that um, if you do come to Seattle, you definitely want to take a ferry and go over there because it's it's beautiful and it's great because you co- you cross the Puget Sound, which is different than if you went to Mercer Island where you're crossing, uh, you're going either over a bridge or you're crossing Lake Washington, which is freshwater. So again, yes, Bainbridge Island. And then, uh, so Jason, you started in real estate in 2014. And prior to that, you were a science uh, school teacher, correct? Yeah, I taught seventh grade science. Um, most of my career was here on the island, so about 15 years uh, in middle school, a little more. What made you decide to go into real estate? Oh, boy, there was a lot of reasons. I think, I, candidly, one, I wanted to change the world mm-hmm. as a school teacher, and I had to realize there was a lot of bureaucracy in the way. Yep. Um, and I just, I wanted to have more of an impact uh, and someone actually suggested real estate. Uh, that person said that teachers and nurses make the best real estate agents because they understand people and are authentically motivated to help them through difficult situations. And uh, turns out he was right. It's a perfect fit. They were true. It's a perfect fit. Um, so the reason why we're, we're having Jason on the podcast today is because I think as we go into these final months of 2022, so, uh, you know, the Q4, if you will. We have a lot of agents that, um, you know, are looking at 2023. I want to ramp up my business. And one of the things we look at is uh, people who have been doing really, really well. It's based on consistency and it's based on value add. And one of the things that I know that Jason does phenomenally well is uh, he has a newsletter and he's been consistently doing it. But I love him to tell the story because, um, Jason, you even said when we were talking about this is that when you first got started with this, the person that was giving you the advice said, hey, this isn't something that's going to get you business tomorrow, but if you will stick with it and provide value, um, it will position you as a real estate trusted advisor. So kind of walk us through kind of what you do and kind of the gist of your newsletter, because I'd love for the listeners to kind of get an understanding of, you know, when you got started, 
And when you start seeing success and then, you know, and some of the nuances of what you do and how you do it would be really great. Um, yeah, so you packed a lot into those questions. I'll see what I can hit without having to ask for a reminder, but I I'll, think- I'll that, help you. I'll keep you on track. Just, okay, just good with the flow. The, I think the, the most, you kind of touched on it. This is not a Hail Mary. This is not something that's going to get someone a big deal next week, but um, it's a ground game. So to use the football analogy, it is just grinding it out, you know, short yards all day long. And then here and again, you're going to get some big plays, you know, in the air, if you will. Right. Um, but, but it does a few things. One of the things that we, of course, all know is we need to be an expert in our market. Well, this process forces me once a month to sit down and pull up the monthly numbers. I've got a running Google Doc, so all I have to do is see the new month's numbers, and I put them in, and then I'm looking at the last 15 years of history so I can see the trends and how things are changing or not changing and what direction, et cetera. So it forces me to look at the monthly data, and then over time, I just have my thumb on the pulse of some of those metrics, and so I always just am the market expert from that standpoint. Um, the other thing it does is it does differentiate. Uh, I've had people say to me that, hey, I get the newsletter from you know three or four agents in that one company and they're all the same, right. but I don't actually use the company um, uh, newsletter and nothing against it, but mine is just totally different. It focuses strictly on housing. Um, and what's going on. I also, I start off with a couple of paragraphs of, of narrative. And so I can give my take because I know people are reading the headlines and I'm always bringing a, a calm, a steady voice. You know, there's, especially right now, we've got so much panic yeah. that I'm not going to bring a panic and I'm not going to also paint this super rosy picture, but there's somewhere in between, which is you know, the realist that has, you know, people are going to still have to buy and sell. And there's, there's a place for that. Um, and then over time, you know, so I started the, the podcast in 2016. I mean, the newsletter so, 2016. Yeah. So I, it's, it's many years old now. And so now it's, it doesn't take a lot of time. I just, I actually only do the data and the infographic. And then I have a guy that does the tech stuff for me. He updates the WordPress on my site. He puts together the MailChimp. He adds together the, the new subscribers and gets it ready to go. Um, but the, you know, I have really found my voice. You know, I'm one of those kids that in middle school myself didn't, I was scared to write a paper. Yeah. Where now having gotten a master's and having to write a big paper, I have found my voice. And in this industry, I've found my voice. And so my audience, you know, people say to me, oh, my gosh, you know, your last newsletter was, you know, it gives people things to say to other people. And it just the top of mind is is more than, you know, heading to Seattle. Here's five new restaurants. It's actually like something that that everyone wants to hear about. Well, and I think it's I think it's personalized. Right. So it's coming from you. It's coming from your voice. And one of the things uh, that I, I like about it is that, you know, you're not having to create it every month. I mean, you put some infrastructure in place, so you do a few things. But I think that's another thing I think a lot of people do is we have these perfectionist mentalities that go, well, I'm going to do it all myself. 
And the challenge is, is then you start getting transactions, you start getting busy and now doing it all yourself. And that's where we lose consistency. I mean, speak to that a little bit because you do have a system in place so that it goes out consistently every month, right? Yeah. And in the beginning, it was hard when I was doing it all because first there was the mental hump of doing the actual market report itself. And then there was the, oh my gosh, now I got to open up WordPress and I got to do all the technical stuff here. And then I got to go into the, you know, I used to use constant contact. I got to go in and I got to do this. And it's just all stuff that, I mean, I got three kids and when I was new in this, I was actually still working in the school system. So I had two jobs, three kids, a marriage. She was working. You know, <laughs> I'd be doing this stuff. At, I'd be doing the WordPress at 10 o'clock at night where, you know, it might only be 30 minutes of work, but it would take me two and a half hours because I was tired and distracted and so many other things. And then it was, I think it was with coaching going, hey, some of that low hanging fruit stuff, you got to find somebody at an hourly rate that is a fraction of what you're capable yes. of and offload it. And so the perfectionist in me was I put together, you know, 110 bullet points, you know, on, on a Google doc. And now it's idiot proof. The kid can just open it up and bang, 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 bang. And then I get to proof it. And the first few months I found a bunch of mistakes and now he doesn't make mistakes anymore. Right. And you, you map that out. And the other thing I think I, I like too, is that, um, you know, two things on this is one is you've got it's email, you know, and so it's going out via email. Uh, that's a big one, but you're also, uh, you've got, tell me your open rate, because that was really interesting to me that you've got such a great open rate on this thing. Well, in the last, since, you know, in 22, and since I've really gotten more strategic with writing a good subject line, which the trick is to have about five words, and it has to be a question so that people want to know the answer, and it has to lead into what you're writing so that over time, people know they're going to get a good answer. Um, my, I, I was, uh, a poor month's open rate for me is about 45%. Got it. Um, but um, if folks are looking at this on, on my site, they'll see my September mailing or it's the, it's the August newsletter. I had a bad car accident and, and I put a picture on there and I had, you know, so in September of this 2022, if you get an email from your real estate guy that says that was quite the crash, you know, are you going to open that? I had over, I think it was 72% open rate. <laughs> uh, Isn't it crazy how we're so wired for the negative news? I mean, it's just insane, but you're right. It's like, oh my gosh, I need to know more about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there is, I think from the consistency, as far as what's on our scorecards of keeping in touch with people, if I was really good, one of the best of the best of the best, then I would be opening up that open rate every month and I would really be tracking um, who to keep in touch with. And I've, I have just done some, a, a big property review project with that data. Mm -hmm. It's not as personalized as it could and should be, but but for folks that decide to do this in a year's time or half a year time, they're going to know exactly who their fans are and they're going to see who's clicking through all the different pieces you have in there. And there's some good Intel to be able to glean and, and pick up the phone and, and call folks about. Well, this is a question I have for you. So, and you told the story when we were talking, but um, you know, so many times we'll send stuff out and go, I'm getting nothing, getting nothing, getting nothing. But the level of consistency and the quality of your content uh, is where people say they keep reading it, keep reading it. Now you're owning a space in their mind. And you said that you had somebody who reached out to you who said, Hey, our real estate agent no longer works in real estate anymore, but we want to hire you now because of what you've been sending. Tell us, tell me about that. Cause that, cause that's kind of what the ultimate goal is, right? 
Yeah, the ultimate goal is it's it's not just top of mind with these things. It's I mean, it is with newsletters, but for mine, the goal is to solidify in their mind who that brand is so that there isn't this, oh, my gosh, who's the last agent we saw or who's the last advertisement we like. But like, no, there's that one guy that we trust. And I take calls back to the next call I have is with a couple from California who found me online and they've looked around all through my site. And they're just like, yep, this guy resonates with us. But the story I told you was someone who moved to Bainbridge with a, a an agent from, you know, Woodenville, I think they came from, and that guy had retired. And so they just said, well, we like Windermere. Let's go to Windermere. Um, they went to the site and they went through all the agents in this office. And I can't remember if they were getting my newsletter or not, mm-hmm. but they just said, oh yeah, we, we're familiar with that guy's content and let's call him. And that was it. I was the only one that got called. Right. Um, I got another story that might even be better is I took, there's, so I, I also advertise it on Facebook and I get signups. And so I have an audience from off the Island as well. And I took a call from a couple in the spring and they wanted to buy with me on Bainbridge, but they were still loyal to their greater Kitsap agent. Um, so we get on the call to do the, the talk about the buyer process. And because of through coaching, um, my system of questions is so good. And my buyer's guide that I've had together for years. I mean, the whole system is just dialed in. It's dialed in. And so by the end of that hour on Zoom, I said, well, and we were closing and they asked for a couple of things. I said, well, I want to respect that you want to go with so-and-so on that, on, on your you know, Kitsap side. And they looked at each other and she looks back and she goes, well, I shouldn't speak for us. And he goes, yeah, no, you should. And she goes, I feel like you know us better in an hour than that agent does after three transactions together over 15 years. So I think we should just list this out. <laughs> right. It is right. You, you gave them significance. And I think that's, it's huge, right? Well, I think it's a combination of a few things. It's, you know, you kind of put them all together in kind of a recipe, but you, you coach and you have a really good system dialed in. You also have really great moments of truth. And what I mean by that is if I go to your website, I can very quickly glean from your website that you know what you're talking about and you know the market really, really well. I also know if I talk with you on the phone or I talk with you in person, the way that you communicate and the tools that you use there, you're also, you're caring and you're listening and you understand people. And I think all of that together gives people a feeling of significance and say, wow, you made me feel so confident. And we've never, and the key of what you just said, we've never had this experience before and we work with other real estate agents. And so you're our choice. Um, So I I think it it speaks to a lot of different aspects, but it goes back to you're highly consistent, right? You're you're consistent in running your processes. You're consistent in running your dialogues and you're consistent in having your marketing that's based in value-added materials. We have a lot yeah. of agents that don't do that. I mean, you know, I'd love to say that, hey, everybody's on the same page, but we have a lot of people. I mean, I can even look at my neighborhood where I live in Maple Leaf and, you know, I have yet to, I've lived there for a while and I've yet to get anybody who has sent me anything highly consistent and value added. It's it's few and far between. There may be a newsletter, but it's a newsletter for one month and then it'll be four months and then maybe another newsletter will show up and it just won't have a lot of content in it. And I think about all the agents that probably surround my house Right. And so um, so I guess my point to this is that you're doing it. But, you know, the people listening, you know, this isn't like we're saturated. I mean, this is just something that doesn't happen very consistently. No. And one thing I've been thinking, too, about all of this, um, you know, the buyer agency agreement stuff that's coming is there are a bunch of agents here on Winslow Way, not in this office, but in other offices that are asking me, are you guys talking about this? Yeah, of course. And. 
I've had two agents say, quote, I just can't wait till it blows over. <laughs> and I'm going, I, yeah. I don't think it's going to blow over. And all that does is it positions someone like me. I mean, I'm thinking about an ad campaign where the, 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 the header, the catcher, whatever is, um, has your realtor truly earned your business? Right. And, and I can't, you know, knowing the market, right. There are so many things that now I have the assets to just build on. Mm-hmm. that it's a way to grab people, bring them into all my assets and just demonstrate that, you know, six years of a market report and all these guides. And there's so much stuff that people can get a sense of who I am beyond just like, oh, I want to use, you know, my friend Jane, I'll say Jane Doe, be- because she's nice. You know, it's like, I think we're moving into a world where our professionalism is really going to rise some of us to the top and the rest of the nice people are not going to be able to keep up. And it's that consistency and right. adding value that that is going to differentiate. Well, and it's like any, any other service. I mean, you know, if I hired a heart surgeon, it'd be great if they were nice, but I'd like them to be an amazing heart surgeon. <laughs> you know, I mean, nice doesn't really cut it. It's great that no. you're nice. Grace, you know, you sent me a great gift and you, you give me pumpkins on Thanksgiving. But I mean, but yep. really, are you really, really good at what you do, right? Because you, yep. day, that's really what it comes down to. Um, one other thing I want you to talk about, because I think this happens all the time, is uh, how do you subscribe people? I mean, so, so if I meet you, I mean, kind of walk me through that process. If, if I, how do I get on your list? And then, and then how are you making that work so that they're, they're seeing the value and it's not just like, you know, oh, we're getting another email and we're going to get rid of it. And, you know, as far as adding new subscribers, um, I just have a running Google Doc on my phone. So, and I kind of have this rule that like, if real estate comes up in a conversation with someone, then to me, that's fair game. And I didn't feel that way when I was new, but I took that from another coaching client who I was directed to, to get some courage to feel that way. And his, his feeling was no fear, right? If people right. ask you a question, they're curious about it. And that was their invite. And so then I sign people up and then I just will send them a note and says, um, I took the liberty of, right? Unless this offends you, I don't say it like that, but I say something like, basically, I took the liberty of signing you up. Please let me know what you think. And I've never, ever had anybody push back and say, no, I don't get unsubscribes. Um, so there's- I think it goes to your content, right? Because I think I think that's the key. Like you, you, you say, hey, I took the liberty of signing you up. Then they open it. And they're like, wow, because I mean, your content is you've got like the one that I saw, you, you had the car accident that was like capture the eyeball. But then there was like reports of rich data of what's happening specifically on Bainbridge Island. Yeah. And I, so I do, like I said, I run that Facebook campaign every month with it and it consistently gets five to 10 people is a good month, but I can, I at least get three or four. Now, how many of us in this day and age go and selectively sign up for stuff anymore, right? We're over it. Our inboxes are full and I spend more time blocking and unsubscribing from the automatic stuff than, than anything else. So that to me is sort of this vote of confidence that strangers are just willing to sign up for it. Um, What do you, what do you think, what do you think has been uh, like, if you think about the source of your, uh, of, of your success, right. And just getting known on the Island, how much of that has been from that newsletter, would you say, in, in addition to your other flow activities? Well, it's it's an impossible question to answer. I think that they, I, the metric I could give is that a vast majority of my business is sphere of influence and referral, right? right? Like it should be. I do attract clients from out of the area who find me. And 
that's because nobody on the island has this kind of presence. And my marketing guy a long time ago was like, there is a void here. And if you just create it, you know, you build it, they will come. Um, but, but I think a lot of it is to go back to, okay, sure, everybody knows three or five, you know, eight agents. Well, as I was telling you before on Bainbridge, everybody on Bainbridge is one degree of separation, right? I guarantee I could know everybody on Bainbridge through who I know. Um, so it's just, it's that, it's that presence, or it just really is that brand that reinforces for the people. In fact, last year I, I did a divorce or I did, I sold a listing of a divorce and they both said, you know what, we both know five agents, but we decided the way to agree on this was that we would choose somebody that we know because we know the character that's going to walk in the room, but we don't know somebody that we know too well. It can't be a friend or it can't be somebody that is involved in our life already. It has to be business, but it can't be a cold call. And we both made a list and you were the only one that was on both lists. <laughs> I love and it. So, and I, you know, I, I mean, I knew them, but not super well, but I, would have to go back and check, but I know he was, he's an armchair economist and he's like, I read your, your email every month. Yep. Um, and so to answer your question, it reinforces, right? There is that it's more than top of mind. It is that brand presence that people know what they're going to get when they call me. And so while I sometimes get frustrated that I'm not one of the three that's being interviewed, you know, I'm always talking to agents who are like, oh yeah, I know I'm one of three, I'm one of five. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not getting those at bats. Right. But it seems like the listings I'm getting, it's like, I'm the one. And you're, by the time I walk in the room, it's mine to lose. Yeah. You're the category one choice for the people because of the value that you bring in and the professionalism of where you are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I and I think this speaks volumes to the fact that here you are, you know, six degrees separation, you're on an island, and we'll have people that aren't on an island in a very dense metropolitan area, and they're like, well, I, I think people are already marketing to them, so how do I get my name out there? And I think we complicate things. I think we make this business a little bit too complicated when the reality of it is, is get good value, uh, have your moments of truth be great. So again, I, what I love about your stuff is it's tied to your website, it's tied to your Facebook, it goes out in an email, but there's consistency. And, and if I experience you, I can go to those different areas or those different capture points, if you will. And I'm still getting the same information because we have some people that are scattered and very inconsistent. Yeah. And I, you know, here's a good example is those, you know, the next call I have in half hour is new buyers that are from California and they found me online. And one thing you don't get online unless you give contact information is my buyer, my seller guide. Mm -hmm. And so I get his initial email and it was, you know, I was not near my laptop, you know, but I have the links to those things bookmarked on my phone. And so I'm able to just kind of go and do a real quick, like, oh, thanks for reaching out, blah, blah, blah. Here's something else to ponder. So I gave him enough to want to reach out. And then when it was like, hey, let's set the appointment, but also here's one more thing of value for you to learn about my services that I provide to you before we meet next time. And then it's like, yeah, great, you know, Tuesday at two, let's do it. And we'll review this before our call. So, I, you know, I just have that asset handy. It's part of the process. I know where it is. It's easy for me just to do in 35 seconds. And I don't even have to prepare for this meeting other than send them a Zoom link and I'm ready to roll. Well, I love it. It's, it's, it's going above and beyond, right? I think it's always the, that next little step or that next little piece that you do that causes people to feel like, number one, you're giving them value. Two, you're making it easy for them. 
right? And it's, and it's not expected. You're doing what's more than what's expected. I equate it to like, if somebody called me and said, hey, can you refer me to somebody because I need to get a hold of them? So yeah, this is the name I, I would go, I would call this person versus why don't I do this? I'm going to connect you. I'm going to send you their link. And then let me know if you have any other questions. I'll follow up with you next week. I mean, it's just a difference of where we choose to go. And we have a, a large population of people that will do what's expected or less. They won't go and do that next step. And it's that one, it is the smallest of things, but has the biggest of impact in people's minds, right? The difference between 211 and 212 degrees, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, so so that so if you were to, if somebody was saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a newsletter. I mean, what would be like your kind of a couple key key things that you found? You said, hey, here's my advice to you. If you're gonna do it and be successful, what are just a few things that would be your advice to the people listening? Um, I would say you you know get com- well get uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Be Feel that discomfort and lean in. Um, but just, fi- I would say, figure out where your strengths are. I mean, I'm a data guy, so of course a market report makes sense. And if you're not a data person, then maybe team up with someone in the office who is, and and you, not co-branding, but maybe you you know you share the the strategies, whatever it is. Um, but find something that is just true to you, authentic. It's got to be a value add to this market. And, and then for me, I mean, if you want to get, you know, the, in the weeds on mine, you know, it's pick to chart is that infographic is P-I-K-T-O chart um, for whatever, 400 bucks a year kind of thing. Um, now I had a designer make my template and that's actually the third version we've used over the years. So it's professionally done. I didn't come up with that. Um, and then I just, I use MailChimp and again, kind of a designer put the template together. Um, and then WordPress is a whole other, you know, thing to take on that you don't necessarily need, but just get a, get a professional looking newsletter. And it's amazing. Even in my small market of Bainbridge, you know, it's gotta be mobile friendly. You know, I mean, the data is clear 60 or 70% of people are open in their emails and you know where they are on a Saturday morning at, you know, six 30 when they get mine. They're sitting there and they're opening on their device. Yep. Um, but it's amazing how many people don't have a good looking newsletter that doesn't have clicks and such, doesn't have assets. Or it's, that open or it's very difficult to navigate on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, mobile friendly, but but don't make a mountain out of a molehill, so to speak. Like don't yep. don't take on so much that you can't get it done. Otherwise, you'll never get it done. You'll, um, you'll be sporadic in sending it out. Yeah. Or I'd say too, going back to, you know, the having no fear, I actually started with a different newsletter subscriber back in 2016, because I was terrified that my 250 people, I was terrified that half were going to call me spam and unsubscribe spam. And then I would know which half to take to the other newsletter subscriber. Well, out of 250, I had one person, one person replied and lit me up. And he was clearly a someone I don't want to work with. Right. B, someone who had just moved off the island anyway. Um, and I, other than the people that have maybe sold and left off the island kind of thing, like I said, I don't get unsubscribes. And so yeah. I'd say have confidence in that if you're bringing real value, people will want to see it. Right. So. And I also love the fact that you don't spread the negative news, but you're always taking the, the narrative of, hey, well, here's the things, that, here's how we could see the opportunity, what's going on with what's happening right now. 
And I think that's another big piece too, is that giving people hope and giving people understanding of the real data and saying, hey, here's the opportunity. There's always opportunity. And you know, let's talk about what that opportunity might look like for you. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's great. And then, so, so that's a great return on investment. The only other thing, and you've been coaching with us for a while, which thank you, but uh, I, I got to tell you, just give me your two cents on coaching because we have a lot of people who go, well, I guess I should coach. How's coaching benefited you? Um, I would say it's given me, it's given me loads of confidence um, in so many levels. I mean, it's, if you don't run your business like a business, then it runs you. Uh, that's just a, it's just a mindset that I'm running a business and it's okay to shut my business down at, at night, some nights, most nights, you know, or on some times of the weekend, right? It's given me confidence as to how to present myself to clients um, because I'm, I'm in demand. I'm not on demand anymore. So right. like when someone, I got actually over on Saturday night, someone texted me and said, Hey, I got a friend that wants to put an offer on this house on Monday. You know, are you free? And Thank God I already had a conflict. So I was able to say, I'm sorry, I have a conflict because I wouldn't have wanted to just jump with somebody on a Sunday for a Monday offer. That's, right. that's, a, I'm not a Pop-Tart. I don't just jump and, you know, and go do that stuff. No, exactly. no. So, um, but I think I'm a big fan of if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yep. And while this office is full of some really great people, what what um, Nick has provided from his decades in the trenches uh, and and all of the people that he has worked with, all of the scenarios, there has never been a single question that I have an answer or that I've asked where I've never gotten a great answer or two, and then know exactly how to handle it. So um, yeah, the confidence perspective, yeah, so yeah. The, the confidence that I now have in running my business is huge, and then I think just that consistency. Um, What's interesting, I went to homecoming a couple of weeks ago and picked up your uh, your poker chip. Yeah. And I I put it in my pocket and it hasn't left my pocket. And now, (laughs) you know, and so I'm a fidgeter and my hands are in my pocket a lot. And so as I'm fidgeting, honestly, I think of my scorecard and I'm kind of like, huh, all right, what could and should I be doing right now? Right. If I've got, you know, I I was early for another meeting and someone's like, oh, you know, you're early, but I'm going to be late. So I need 30 minutes. Great. You know, well, I know then I can go over and just, you know, there's some, there's some people Make from my sphere that I can yeah. check in with, you know? Yep. I love it. No, and I think that's, I think that's key. I think uh, the level of consistency, uh, having good perspective on things and having just another set of eyeballs to go, hey, have you thought about this or you thought about that? Um, and then also too, I, I'm sure Nick does this because we do this all the time when we, when we work together is that, you know, let's look at why something didn't work and let's just analyze it so we don't do it again. Um, and I think that's another big piece too, is that sometimes we want to just, you know, brush over our failures, but our failures are the things that we get the most information from. No, for sure. In fact, one of my jokes I make with some people is, you know, I'm someone that learns really well from my mistakes. And so I've learned a lot in my career. <laughs> Luckily, most of them are behind me now. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, hey, I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you got to jump. You got a, another call to jump on, but I want to thank you for doing this. And uh, what I will do is I will put a link. If it's all right, I'll put a link to your newsletter and a link to your website uh, in, in the show notes for everybody to, uh, to access it. And if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to ask you more questions and do a deeper dive, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you, Jason? Just go to that jasonshut.com and send me an email. It's easy. Okay, perfect. I will do that. I'll put that in the show notes. And uh, I want to thank you. Thank you for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. 
All right. We'll end these like we always do, everybody. Hey, thanks for uh, being here. If you like what we do, please share it. Um, reach out to Jason for sure if you want to get more information. We'll always end by saying be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Thanks, everyone. We just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.